Hey, Church Intention listeners, I'm so excited that you're joining us today. Today, we have a very special guest, Dr. Sam Chand. Dr. Sam Chand is a good friend of mine. Uh, He has been an amazing leader, an amazing voice in my life, both through talks, both through his books. Uh, He consults churches. He's consulted some of the largest churches in the world, all over the world. He's consulted Fortune 500 companies, CEOs. He's a brilliant writer. He's He's a brilliant speaker, communicator. And today, we get to both learn from him. So let's dive into that today. Welcome to the Church Intention Podcast, powered by the King's University and Gateway Church. This is a place to have a healthy conversation about areas of tension in the church and the intentions of the church. To dive deeper into the conversation and for more content, visit churchintention.com. Now, let's join the King's University President, Dr. John Chasteen, for this episode of Church Intention. For those of you listeners that don't know who Dr. Chand is, um, let me just tell you, I think Dr. Chand is one of the most brilliant leadership um, teachers, gurus, writers, speakers. Um, if you've never heard of Dr. Chand, he's the best kept secret in town then, and he should no longer be a secret in your life. So one of the first books I read of yours, Dr. Chand, is Who's, uh, Who's Holding Your Ladder? And is probably... I'm not exaggerating, probably one of the best leadership books I've ever read. Um, so if you haven't gotten that book, you need to get it. But um, I, I do want us to unpack that book for a second. So kind of give us your quick 30,000 foot flyover of that book. Who's holding a ladder simply means if you are climbing a ladder by yourself, you're not going to go very high. Mm-hmm. You are not the the ladder climber, you the primary leader. Uh, your ascent of the ladder, your success, your fulfillment, your sustainability, your scalability are contingent on the people who are holding a ladder. Mm. You get the right ladder hold. First, get ladder holders. Yep. Number two, get the right ladder holders because your ladder holders will determine how, how high you go. Yeah. It's such a it's such a good book that helped formulate me as a young leader and and really one of the things I I am going to selfishly today just have my own counseling session with Dr. Chan like this is my chance to get a free leadership session with Dr. Chan and by I just tricked him by coming on my podcast but what I love about Dr. Chan is he followed a similar path you know he did ministry um, he became the a college president of Beulah Heights. Uh, Bible College, which is uh, an incredible story. Dr. Chan was uh, come, came on staff as a janitor. Am I getting that right? You were a janitor and a cook. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then and then ended up going from being the janitor to being the president of that school. So I, I love your story. I love what God's done through you. And so one of the things I do want to unpack, and I, I have tons of notes and tons of things about a lot of your books. A few of your books shaped me. One is Who's Holding Your Ladder? Uh, two, which I just read because you mailed it to me, uh, Who Moved Your Ladder? And then three, I think one of my favorite leadership books of all time is Leadership Pain. So I want mm. to to get into that one too. And then last but not least, mm. we're going to talk about your new book coming out that I, can't, that I can't wait to read that I have not read yet. But the first thing I want to talk about, Dr. Chand, is... Um, first off, a lot of our listeners are in ministry, not all of them, um, but a lot of them are in ministry. And 
your your book who moved your ladder is this is this real conversation about transition and how do you know you know when transition may be coming into your life um and so i was going to have you unpack for us what that looked like for you when you were a college president and then whenever you decided to hang that pair of shoes up and kind of pick up your next pair of running shoes so to speak what did that look like what did that feel like what kind of you know um, urges or promptings, like unpack that for us, what that was like. Cause there may be some of our listeners that, that feel they're in a season of, of in between, you know, they just, they, they don't feel completely fulfilled. They feel like they're expecting like something's coming, but they don't know what it is. Um, walk us through how that was for you. So first of all, I need for all of our listeners to know that, uh, this is the topic on the American church scene, mm. the topic. Yep. I get, I get probably two calls, maybe more a week wow. from large church pastors wanting them to work out their transitional issues. Yeah. So even before we are talking right now, I've already had one conversation with a large church pastor today. Mm. And these kind of things happen, and I just call that tsunami. I wrote a little book called Tsunami. Tsunami simply means this is the next big thing. Hmm. So I wanted to answer that by saying, if you are feeling that right now, you're one of the many, many, many who are feeling it right now. So don't feel alone in that. It is the season. Mm, yep. And and many of us are just uh, timing out, tapping out. So that would be someone like me, for example, and many others. I'm 70 years of age now, so uh, others might be timing out. But then I believe that God is also calling people to a different uh, delivery mechanisms of what is already in their life. So you will sense it. So let me start answering your question now. Uh, you will sense it before you will see it. You will sense mm. it. There'll be... Uh, I use a Hebrew term, uh, Dr. Chastine, to describe uh, what happens in you. It's a funky feeling. <laughs> yeah. I was getting ready to write it's down a, this Hebrew word, and uh, I'm yeah, still going to yeah, write yeah. it down, but I'm not it's, sure it's the Hebrew it's, I thought it was. It's the same. It's same in the Greek too. Uh, <laughs> it's a it's a funky feeling. It's yeah. it's in that that little thing in your belly that just won't go away. Mm. And the thing is, you can't talk to too many people about it. Mm. So when I started feeling that funky feeling in my life, I was 50 years of, well, that's 48, actually, hmm. 48 years of age. And for three years, I wrestled with that. Wow. The only people who talked about it, my wife and I, and you, you end up talking about it incessantly. Hmm. And what starts happening is that you're two, you know, you know where you're leaving from, you're transitioning from, but you're two. Uh, where you want to go to, what God is calling you to gets larger and larger and becomes a magnet that starts drawing you. Hmm. And you start feeling lesser fulfillment where you're at and more fulfillment where you want to go. Uh, I have these conversations on a regular basis. And I can tell you, in most cases, the issue is not that I want to leave from here. Yeah. The bigger issue is I want to go there. Wow. And the there becomes the magnet. And I think uh, we do the kingdom of God a disservice to when we don't lean into what God is calling us to go there. Mm. Uh, 
because that's how God does in in the Bible. In the Bible, which is a good book, I highly recommend that. <laughs> it's a pretty good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been around for a long time. <laughs> and in the Bible, as I look at every Bible character, Doctor Chastain, what I see is. Okay, in our case, we want to move from the uncertain to the certain. We yep. want to move from the unknown to the known. Yep. But in God's economy, every character I study, God moves them from the known to the unknown. Mm, that's so true. So true. To the uncertain. Yep. So God is trying to take us in that direction, and we are trying to swim in a totally different direction. So everything within us wants to know for sure. Hmm. And I want everyone in transition, planning on transition to know, this, this will really encourage you what I'm about to say. If you're looking for that 100% certitude, ah, that's hard to find. But you just mm. have to go with what God is sensing and leading you. And many of our listeners right now, Dr. Chastain, are in that funky space in their life. And I would just strongly suggest that they explore that a little bit further. Yeah. What is it? Is it God? Uh, is it that's my personal ambition or is he preparing me for this? Yeah. And what's driving you? You know, is it one of the things you told me and I wrote this down, I had to go back into my notes when you told me this in, in one of our conversations we've had. You said there's three things and, and you may, I don't want to, I want you to say I'm not me. So when, as soon as you know what I'm talking about, just take over. There were, you walked me through this. There's three things that leaders will experience. You know, I'll, I'll say them and you can kind of unpack them. You said success, uh, significance, and then fulfillment. That's right. Do you remember saying that to me? Because it was so good. Yeah, okay, do. so unpack that. What are the What's the difference between those three things? Yeah, so the, those are the three things. Everyone talks about success to significance, and I'm, I'm all for that. I, you know, I agree with that. There's nothing wrong with thinking like that. But success is something you can count. You can count buildings, you can count enrollment, you can count money, you can count volunteers, you can count, you can count sites, you can count, you know, success is something you can count. Yep. And that's what, you know, when we look at the successful people, quote unquote, in our world, it is about how many billions they are worth or how many what houses they have or whatever. Yep. Uh, so success you can count significance is what others say about you. Mm. So uh, hopefully I'm significant in someone's life. Uh, I know you're significant in people's lives. It is what people say. They say, you know, had it not been for Dr. John Chastain, I wouldn't be doing this. Mm. Uh, had it not been for Pastor Chastain, I would not be saying. So what is what other people say about you? Yep. Fulfillment is that sweet, strong, deep down in your spirit feeling mm. that I was built for this. Wow. So, uh, and, and, and it could be, it could be at a level. Have you ever, have you ever gone and had breakfast with a friend and, and it, you never, you didn't talk business. You didn't talk shop. You didn't talk ministry. You just got, you could just had a wonderful time, hilarious time. Yep trashing each other, just having a good time. And you, when you were out in the parking lot saying bye to each other, say, you know, we ought to do this again. Mm. And you, you left from there feeling like, man, that I'm was full. sweet. Yep. And man, that was fulfilling. Yep. Uh, and, and I think 
uh, we most people stop at significance wow. rather than leaning into what brings them fulfillment. That's so and good. Especially when I'm getting older uh, and I am thinking about, so why was I placed on this planet? Mm. Uh, and there was a time in my life that large platforms bring brought me fulfillment. Hmm. So there fulfillment can change. Life, like it can be something that changes in you over time. That's right. So, so it, from large platforms, which I've done all over the world, yeah. uh, from large platforms to now, I can tell you what brings me the greatest fulfillment. Put me in the room with five to ten hmm. lead pastors, hmm. and leave me in there for a day, and I'll be drained and fulfilled at wow. the end of the day. That's so good. You can be drained but and full. The, yeah. So I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So so, That's good. so I moved from the large platform to the engine room. Yep. That's really good. And, and and I think you have to find what fulfillment is. So transitions are about fulfillment. Hey, do you want to expand your leadership capacity? At the King's University, the Master of Organizational Leadership degree integrates personal development, theological foundations, and organizational studies to equip you to face any leadership challenge you may face, whether in business or in ministry. Our spirit-empowered theological framework blends timeless leadership principles with contemporary application, making the Master of Organizational Leadership at TKU a valuable experience for any leader. For more information, visit tku.edu slash MOL. Well, when when you, I got to tell you, whenever you don't know this, but whenever we were talking, we were talking about some things in, in my life and what I was walking through and, and you've always been a voice in my life. And for that, I'm grateful. What you didn't know is that as you begin to unpack that success, significance, fulfillment, I, I had muted my phone cause I was crying. <laughs> like you brought me to this place where I was like, I get it. I understand now that so many times as leaders, we chase success, you know, numbers, or we chase significance because we're consumed with what people think about us. But really, I think the word that I wrote in my notes uh, after you said fulfillment, you said that it's 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 something that's indescribable. Like mm-hmm. you can't even put words to it. You just know that that's your sweet spot. You know that I'm doing what I'm called to do. And the success and the significance kind of fade away because it's filling something up in you. Do you think that's tapping into to could it put a spiritual component on it? Is that us finally coming into alignment with our spiritual gifts? Is it us coming to alignment with what God's gifted us to do? Is it us finally coming, uh, syncing up with our God-given call? I think it is all of the above, but it's also aligning yourself to your age and stage in life. Hmm. And sometimes I think we are, we are in tune with other people, but not in tune with ourselves. Yep. And, and, and so if, if you if you have uh, a meeting with somebody and you just feel like it was the most fulfilling thing in your life, uh, you got to delve into that and say, what was so fulfilling about that? Hmm. Uh, so that breakfast I, I alluded to earlier, that simply means that you're able to actually talk to a person, hmm. not somebody who could do something for you. Yep. Not somebody that you could do something for, but it was just uh, a a deep level of connection in which you actually honored each other, respected each other. Yep. Uh, and it is that that conversation 
and usually it's going to be in areas that God has been preparing you for hmm. anyhow. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, think about, think about my life. Think, you know, I'm going to out myself to your people. Uh, <laughs> I, right now I serve some, the largest churches on every continent, yep. but the church I pastor was never over 65, 75 people. Wow. You know, I'm around humongous buildings. I've never built wow. a building in my life. Wow. Uh, <laughs> wow. So, so how, so how is it that Sam wow. Chand gets to be in these crazy spaces when I have, ne I've never been to school for it. I have wow. no certification in it. I'm not trained in this. Hmm. So goes to your point. It is that seminal thing that seed deep down 70 years ago that Gosh. got planted when I took my first breath hmm. and uh, it took that long for it to start growing. That's amazing. And I think all of us are born with a seed. Yes. And we see manifestations of it. So there's nothing wrong with going through the success season. There's mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. And going through the significant season. Yeah. But don't stop there. God's, yeah. God's got a, something special for you. So using that analogy of, of that book, Who Moved My Ladder? So it, you kind of use that, that picture, that word picture of your ladders hanging, you know, up against the wall, you've climbed up it, whether you're at the top or not, you're, you're, you're a journey up the ladder, you found the right people to hold your ladder. And then you you kind of start sensing this, this transition where maybe my ladder is not leaning up against the right wall. And so how do you transition off of that ladder off of that wall? Are there are there certain steps, so to speak, um, that one should take in transitioning well and in, in moving your ladder? I know you talk some about, about that some in your book, but unpack that a little bit for us. Is there a healthy way to do this? You don't just abandon where you're at. You, there's a healthy way to transition through that process. Absolutely. So first of all, no grand announcements. You know, you don't stand on the plat whatever platform you have and make grand announcement that God is doing this in my life, mm. doing that in my life. I think he's leading me there. Mm. Uh, no grand announcements. At this stage and age in your life, you want it to be as organic as possible and mm. let God lead the way and uh, timing becomes important. Here, here, here's a paradigm that I, uh, in my consulting work, I use all the time. I did, I did that even today. It is that things don't go wrong, they start wrong. Hmm. Things don't go wrong, they start wrong. And I think a lot of times uh, we get into grand announcements uh, we start making plans, and I see God really leading us uh, through awareness, relationships, open doors, and we need to become sensitive to to those things, to opportunities that uh, we never had before, mm. or opportunities that are really not on our radar that show up. So, uh, so first thing I would say to people is. Uh, be in touch with yourself. Be in touch with yourself and, and no grand announcements. The second thing I would say is you don't have to necessarily leave your ladder. A lot of times you can transition <laughs> to another ladder. Mm -hmm. uh, so you, you, you're not just talking about moving your ladder totally. We're talking about transitioning. In my case, it was a moving. In many cases, in many, many pastoral cases, uh, most of my consulting work now is in the area of uh, pastoral succession and transition. 
and I'm doing more transition than succession. And that is simply because uh, you don't have to necessarily leave your ladder. You can reposition your ladder, yep. but you don't have to necessarily re uh, leave your ladder to do that. And the third, and uh, I can say so much more, but the third thing I would say about uh, uh, how to handle this is to make sure that your spouse, your husband, your wife mm -hmm. is tracking with you. Yep. Don't don't force the issue. Don't rush the issue. Because I can tell you this can take a major strain on the most precious thing mm. if you're married in an adult married person's life. Yep. And uh, make sure that you're tracking with each other. You can disagree with each other, but don't rush each other. Just take those steps together. And as you take those steps together, uh, there'll be unity in the home. There'll be unity in the spirit. Uh, there will not be any discord. And you'll be able to have a much smoother transition had you not. not and the reason I'm saying that is a lot of leaders uh, get everything right organizationally, mm. get everything right in their governance, yep. get everything right in the finances, get not everything right with the boards, and they don't take care of their home. Wow. And if you don't take care of your home, it's going to come back to bite you. Wow. Well, and it's one of the things I learned from you. You've taught me this many times um, in, in that in that whole ladder example. Is sometimes sometimes it's good to think outside the box and not think it's either this ladder or that ladder. I mean, for example, now I'm doing two ladders, and you've you've been good uh, at teaching me and instructing me and hearing you talk about. Don't don't be so quick to just think it's an either or decision. Think outside the box of how maybe you're called to steward two ladders. Maybe you're called to steward two things at one time. Um, how do you know when God's hand or grace may be on you to do more than just either or? In my case, I have found that when God brings relief people in my life. Hmm. Okay. I can, I cannot do both justice, both ladders justice. Yep. If I don't have margin in my life. That's right. And the only way I can get margin in my life is to have uh, partners yep. who come alongside and create margin for me. That's right. And so the first thing that God does is he brings people into our life that we may not recognize as margin builders, but they become margin builders in our life. Hmm. Uh, so what did G I mean, why did Jesus have disciples? Because he, he knew uh, what his end game was. So he started building margin right from the beginning. Luke chapter 10, he sends them out there. So he doesn't have to go and start digging it out. Uh, he says, you go prepare the way, I'll come behind you. Hmm. Uh, why was John, John the Baptist created margin for Jesus? And so on and so forth. So uh, I think one of the early indicators is the people that That's start so coming good. into your life. Yep, because it's impossible. And you got to recognize them. them. And, yep. and nobody comes ready like you're looking. If you're looking for that ready-made plug-and-play person, that person doesn't exist. That's right. You got to bring him up. And if you get a plug-and-play person, uh, I can tell you that that is more superficial. Mm. That they can do the job, but they don't get you. Wow. And unless they get you, your mm. values, yep. your decision-making grid, what's important to you, they will at the beginning create margin for you, but at towards as time goes on, 
you're going to end up cleaning up whatever they have done. <laughs> and you'll have lesser margin than when you started. <laughs> That's a good word right there. So, yeah. so let me transition into to talking about one of my favorite books. And then I want to get, I really want to get to your new book and, and spend a, a considerable amount of time on it. Cause I haven't read it yet. Cause I, it's either just released or it's about to release at the time of this recording, but the title of it is crazy intriguing to me. So I want to get there, but, um, I'm telling you, uh, this book that we're about to talk about was one of the most transformational books for me because I was reading it right in the middle of one of the most painful seasons of my leadership when I first became a lead pastor and, and, uh, we were going through hell to be quite frank mm. and, um, mm. uh, taking over, uh, I've talked about this on this podcast several times of coming out of a moral failure, becoming, becoming the, the, uh, successor to something that was broken. And so your, your book leadership pain really, really blessed me in, in such a way um, I have so many quotes that I say all the time from, from this book, leadership, never trust a leader that doesn't have a limp. And so why is, why is leadership pain one necessary, but two, why is it so beneficial? So when I wrote leadership pain back in 2015 and, and the, here's the crazy part, here's the crazy part. This book came out in April of 2015. I don't want to date this program, but we are years oh, yeah. beyond that now. Could date it. This and, will be the beginning of 23 when this episode okay. airs. And, and our curiosity, once in a while, I go to Amazon to see how it is doing under yep. the category of Christian leadership. Yep. And for all these years, for almost eight years, it has remained in the top 30. Wow. Now, in eight years, we know thousands of Christian leadership book have come out. Yep. So why the question becomes, why is it mm. still in the top? Uh, last week, it was number six. Wow. A lot of pain must be going around. <laughs> it's because it's impossible to lead without it. So when you start yeah. going through pain, you start looking for resources for your pain. <laughs> yeah. So I think the first thing you need to know is everybody going to talk to today is in pain. Yep. Wow. That's good. I don't care what spin they put on it and how mm. God is blessing and revival is breaking out mm. and people getting saved, baptized. All that is true. And it is also true that they are in pain. Wow. So what I have learned is that the higher you go, the pain gets higher. Mm. And, and the essence of that book is you will grow only to the threshold of your pain. Uh, and, yep. and it came about... Uh, when I started studying the common denominators of uh, leaders that I know who are achieving great things. And the common mm. denominator was they were all in pain, constant pain. Mm. They had organizational pain, they had family pain, they had relationship pain, they had betrayal pain, they had uh, uh, board pain, they had uh, resource pain. I mean, and they had the personal pains of never feeling like they are there. Hmm. They're like, they're always climbing, 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 climbing. And there is no there. It's a hmm. constant. There's no constant. arrival point. There's no, there's no summit. There, there isn't. You, you will never go home. You'll never go home with all the boxes checked. Wow. Uh, and, and then you'll never be off. Yep. So when I look at you, Dr. Chastine, you're on two ladders right now. Mm -hmm. You are never off. Mm -hmm. Now, 
You can have a vacation, but you're not off. That's right. Mentally, emotionally, whatever, whatever the case yeah. may be. And, and you know the crazy part about pastors? If I could talk to pastors right now, you're on vacation. You're on a Mediterranean cruise. <laughs> and Sunday morning, guess what you're doing? You're watching your church. You watch your own church every time. What's, what's wrong with you? And, and then you're getting ticked off because how come that light is not on? How come they didn't make that announcement? And, and why are they wearing that? And, and why are they speaking so long? And, and why did they do that set? I mean, you, you are... Read my mail, read my mail. But you will never be off. Yep. You'll never be off because all growth is about pain. All growth Mm. is about pain. And and so that is why pain is essential. Here's the thing. The moment you stop feeling the pain, Mm. something shifted Mm. very, very deeply in your life. Mm. And it could be very positive, could be very negative, but Mm. something extreme just took place in your life. When you can't feel the pain. Wow. For example, uh, for example, uh, when when people leave your church, doesn't matter how large your church is. It hurts. You feel the pain. Yeah. Doesn't matter how large your church is. You feel the pain. The moment you stop feeling the pain of people leaving, uh, your pastoral grace is shifting. Wow. So your pain is an indicator. If you're numb to it, yeah, you become numb to it. Mm-hmm. It could mm-hmm. be a bad thing. Now, those those who those leaders that you've because you know you've consulted thousands of leaders from pastors to business women, businessmen, Fortune five hundred companies. Those who those who manage the pain or whatever word we want to use, tolerate the pain, overcome the pain. What do they do with it? What do they do with the pain? Do they ignore it? Do they overcome it? Do they use it? Do they do they What's the secret to the ones that you see that do it the best? I think the people who do it the best are number one, they're aware of their pain. They don't try mm-hmm. to spiritualize it. They don't try to cast out demons out of it. It is not the <laughs> devil. <laughs> I love you that. Know? It, it is stuff that comes with the territory. Yep. It is part of the territory. So, mm. uh, so they're self-aware, number one. Mm. Number two, they actually have uh, one of my chapters in that book is about pain partners. Mm-hmm. They actually have friends. Yep, that's very, right. Very, very, very few leaders have actual friends. Yep. But actual friends, I'm talking about people you can talk without disclaimers. Yep. You don't have to say to them, hey, you know, don't think any less of me, but kind of thing, <laughs> or, you know, I'm going through a tough time or, you know, whatever disclaimers you can yep. actually, these are your friends. And and the other part of them is they will not give you advice. Hmm. That's good. They'll not try to fix it for you. That's good. But they will they'll receive it and they become a people on whom, mm. uh, with whom you can actually have those conversations. So mm. self-awareness, uh, pain partners. And number three is understanding that you will never get to the next level if you can't overcome this level of pain. Mm. That's so, good. You know, so so I was born and raised in a pastor's home in India. I pastored myself. Mm-hmm. And, and, and anecdotically speaking, about 10% of any churches are just pure devils. Just pure devils. <laughs> you know, they're just demons. Uh, <laughs> you know, they're there just to help your prayer life. And, That's and, right. and so, and so uh, here's the t- deal. If you've got a church of 10, 
Yep. Of a hundred, you got ten demons. You know, ten devils. You got church of, you know, of five hundred. You got fifty. I mean, if you can't handle fifty, you won't be able to handle a hundred. Yeah, you know. That's uh, good. I mean, what does the scripture say? If you can't run with the with the footman, that's right. Yeah. What are you going to do when the horses and chariots? That's show so up? good. So everybody wants to go higher, but you see them moaning, mm. groaning, Oof. complaining about what's going on in their life. That's and if you so can't good. handle this, the, you know, you can't go any higher. And, mm. and that's not a fix it, but you got to understand that, that the price of promotion is pain or Oof. pain is the price of promotion. Man, that's so good. It is, it is, the, it is the entry point. And the other thing, the other thing is I think senior pastors have made it look easy. Mm. Senior leaders have made it look easy, even in the marketplace in which they make it look like, hey, everything's good. It's all, you know, and they're on the mountaintop at all times yep. because we don't like talking about the challenges in life. Can't show and your weaknesses, I yeah. Yeah, I would say to you uh, that the more you camouflage it, the harder it's going to be for you to lead mm. up and down the road. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think it's not only essential or necessary, it's the only way to get to where God wants you. Hey, I want to tell you about one of the ways the King's University is committed to making higher education affordable to you. TKU has teamed up with Gateway Church to offer all new and returning students up to $1,500 off tuition expenses annually through the Blessed Life Scholarship. This scholarship is available to both in-person and online students, including part-time students. Along with Bless Life, TKU offers many other scholarship options. So if you've been considering an undergrad or a graduate degree, but need some financial support, check out tku.edu backslash scholarships and find a scholarship option that fits your needs. So one of the things you say, I said it earlier, um, you say never one of the, I've heard you say it. I believe it's in the book. It's been seven years since I read that book. But I believe it's in the book, but I know I've heard you say it is so so for those of you who who are followers that are following a leader, I've heard you say, never trust a leader that doesn't have a limp. Why is it important for a fault? Let's just let's talk about the person who's not leading the organization, but somebody who's on staff. Why is it important for the person that you follow or the leader of your organization or your leader to have a limp? What what happens when a leader doesn't have a limp? What does that mean? Think of it this way. You're preaching. Mm-hmm. No, I'm preaching. I'm preaching. Mm-hmm. And you're in the audience. I tell you my success story, how it's all fixed. Life is wonderful. Mm. Uh, I'm flying around, jetting around. Money is good. Wife is good. Everything is good. Mm. That's one story. Or I tell you my pain story. Yep. Yep. Which one are you going to gravitate toward? The pain one. The pain story. Yep. So I want to start answering your question by saying, do you want to be an attractional leader that people say, Hmm. I like him, I love him, I love her, she is real, but the only way they will know is because they can uh, can track with your Hmm. pain in your life, the difficulties of life, the failures of your life. Because anybody can tell success stories, 
but it takes a genuine person who's authentic with themselves to be able to share their hard, yep. hard, tough, so true. tough stories in their life. So why is it essential for people to know that you have a limp? To, first of all, to know that you're a human being. Mm -hmm. Number two, that they will know that you can empathize with them, mm -hmm. that you will feel their pain. Number three is that they can trust you. They can trust you. I can trust people who've been through hell and back mm. more than people who are Teflon. So true. Who always have this together. They always have a sure word from God. I want to be around people who say, man, God is stirring stuff in my life, but I have no idea what he's doing. Mm. I am so lost right now. Mm. I'm trying to figure out where God wants me to go. I have no idea. I'm mm. praying about it. I'd much rather I find a lostness more attractive than wow. somebody who got certitude in the life. I know what I'm going to do. Mm. I know what I'm going to say. Uh, and I think that is the, that's the key to leadership. The key to leadership is authenticity yes. and authentic leaders are willing to say, I don't know. Yep. I'm hurting. Yep. Uh, things are happening. Uh, so, so you're having a staff meeting. You're talking about people who have left your church. Mm-hmm. I think it is good not just to talk about why they left the church, what happened, but to talk about how it's impacting you. Mm, be vulnerable. Yeah. Uh, how how the pain is affecting you as a pastor. Mm. And till they see that, they'll just end up fixing That's a so system. Good. That's so good. They're going to end up saying, well, how? what can we do to return phone calls better? What can we do to, you know, do yep. pastoral call better? And all that is good. I think it needs to be done. Yep. But there's sometimes you there's nothing to fix. It is something to feel. Wow. And, you know, I think it'll be, I wonder what we like if a pastor says, I'm just feeling so betrayed right mm. now, not in a bad way, but I'm feeling like, I thought these people are going to do life with us. Yeah. So, so we post, um, several clips from the podcast or, you know, whatever clips. And, uh, we had a, a guest on a few months ago, pastor Sean Johnson. I don't know if you know him. Um, he's a great church in Denver called Red Rocks, but, um, he, he went through a bout of, of anxiety and had a mental breakdown, had to be admitted to a, to a treatment facility for that. And he got very vulnerable, wrote a book about it. But then on the podcast, he got vulnerable talking about, how do I go back to my church and tell this, tell my church this and tempted to hide it, but he just laid it all out there. And, um, and he, he is very open about how it helped his church greater than any, anything he's ever done. And even, even the post that we posted, even the clip that we posted on my Instagram page, I've been blown away about, I mean, it's gotten hundred times more traction than any post we ever made. And it's just him tearing up, talking about his pain and how he didn't want to tell the church. And he, and it just exploded on social media, which just told me people are attracted to this. People want to know that their leader's real, not a robot. Um, so you're, you're so true. You're, you're so right. And the, the pain of that is so important. Did, did the writing of this book come from a place of discovery of what you saw in other leaders, or did you walk through some, some pain of your own that kind of helped formulate this? It's both. It's yeah. both. And in that in that book, I write about uh, uh, stuff that my wife and I went through yep. when we were going to students at Bible college. She's white. I'm not. Mm. Uh, the pain of uh, just being rejected by my yep. friends. Yep. Uh, rejected by people that I thought were mm. with me and for me. So mm. 
And then, of course, church pain. And so all that was there. And then discovery was I started seeing that the number one, the number one reason why leaders get to a higher place of achievement is their pain threshold. Yep. More pain they can handle. Yep. Uh, and that is the trajectory. So I started putting them all together. Yep. And I started talking to my friends. And you notice in that book, every chapter starts with a story. Yep from somebody who's still alive That's today, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's not a, it's not a Winston Churchill story or a mother Teresa story, nothing wrong with those, yeah. but I chose to go to my friends and say, Hey, tell me, uh, tell me your story. Mm. Uh, like, uh, what chapter one opens with Craig Rochelle yep. talking about, you know, when his pastor mm-hmm. and suicide, suicide yeah. and so on and so forth. Yep. So, it, uh, to let people know you're not alone. Number two, don't run from it. Number three, if you if you numb the pain, then you've mm. created a ceiling on yourself right now. Mm. It can only get lower, not higher. Mm. Uh, and and how important it is to have voices in your life that can say to you, nothing's wrong with you. Mm. You're not sinning. God is not punishing you. That's right. You're just going through. Right You're now, growing. right now, Brenda and I, uh, my wife and I, uh, for our devotional reading, uh, are reading through the book of Job. Mm-hmm. We're reading through the book of Job. <laughs> That's some pain. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> you know, you, oh, you know, man. it all started with God being proud of Job. Wow. It all started with God bragging on Job. Wow. I never want God to be brag to be bragging <laughs> on me. Yeah, I mean, I was, it was like they were in Las Vegas. I mean, putting bets on Job. <laughs> yep. I mean, that's what's going yep. God on. Was bet- God I was bragging on him. You're right. <laughs> I never want God to be that uh, proud of me, but you know, uh, we haven't got to the last chapter yet in our, in right. our uh, family, in our Brenda and our devotions. Uh, I yep. think we are uh, in chapter four now, uh, gotcha. but we know the story. Of course, we've read it before, yep. but you know, everybody wants to talk about uh, the last chapter, but it's, uh, they want to skip the pain. The incremental, yeah. And there's not a person in the Bible, including our Lord and savior. Mm. who didn't walk through the crucible that's the good. crucible of, of pain and and i don't think we're going to be exempt Mm-mm. refiner's fire that's really good so i want to i want to i want to talk about your new book um one selfishly i have to get a signed copy because i think i have a signed copy of almost all your you books so um but i i can't wait to read it so i don't know anything about it and i'm super curious because the title of this book is how leaders create chaos that's so the opposite of what every leader would think they're supposed to do every leader would think they're supposed to fix the chaos or or calm down the chaos but the but the 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 subtitle of this is is what's crazy to me. It's 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 how leaders create chaos and why they should. So you got to explain this to me. So I was at a wedding of a friend, and the father of the groom, who's my friend, mm-hmm. who's also the CEO of my company, uh, was uh, speaking blessings over the life of the couple, mm-hmm. and this was in Orlando. And he started talking about, he's from the Netherlands. His name is uh, uh, Martijn van Tilburg. Mm-hmm. And, and he started talking about how uh, God had called him to ministry and how he started 
this many churches and how he was a missionary here. And he was talking about all these things that had happened in his life back there. Mm -hmm. And then he started talking about how life started happening to him. And a thought occurred to me at that wedding and I checked out of the wedding, pulled out my phone and wrote the seminal thoughts of this, of the book on my phone at the wedding. And the seminal thought was, we go into leadership, we become entrepreneurs, we start a business, we found a church, we go to a church, we become president of a nonprofit, and, and we go in there like a roaring lion. We have yep. a roar. Yep. We have a roar. Wow. <laughs> and, then, and then life happens, people happen, mm. circumstances happen, situations happen, betrayal happens, lack happens. Mm. And that starts taming the lion. That's so good. Yep. And pretty soon, we're, we look like a lion. We walk like a lion. Mm. We roar like a lion. But really, all we are is an overgrown house cat. <laughs> We've been declawed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah the owl has become a meow. <laughs> and once that thought hit me, I started saying to myself, we are all born to create chaos mm. Mm. because change creates chaos. Yep, it does. And, and, and so you go in there as a leader, you start creating chaos mm -hmm. and then you start listening to other voices Yep. and you stop realizing that you were placed on this planet to create chaos. Wow. Jesus said, I have come with a sword. Mm. I mean, if there was ever a chaotic character, it was Jesus. That's so true. He's very disruptive. And and a close uh, second to him would be John the Baptist. Mm -hmm. And then Paul the Apostle. Yep. And then you start looking at all the prophets yep. in the Old Testament. And all the patriarchs. Yeah. They're all chaos creators. Wow. Wow. And, and somehow we get the church world will tame you very, very quickly. Mm. Because our goal becomes keeping people. Yes, say that. That becomes our goal is to keep people. Wow. And as a chaotic leader, you are not going to be re able to retain. Hmm. You are going to, here's the thing. You're going to attract more than you're going to lose. So your net gains are going to be good. Hmm. But in the meantime, you're going to have major losses. Hmm. So in that book, I simply encourage people to remain roaring lions. Wow. So that's why the title of the book is How Leaders Create Chaos and Why They Should. And I want to encourage everyone to ask, what tamed you? Who tamed mm. you? Uh, have you lost your roar? Wow. Have you lost the, the lion that you are meant to be? Mm. And how do you get your roar back? And what price are you willing to pay for that? And those of you who are starting into mm. business or leadership of any nature, how do you Gosh. keep your roar? How do you not let circumstances, situations, people tame you? So that is mm. the essence of the book. And of course, I took a lot more pages to say. That. <laughs> well, what a great time for a book like that to be released when you talk about what tamed us. And you may, you may go into this in the book. I don't know. But in a, in a post-COVID world, church especially, I mean, a lot of pastors we just became tamed because it all became about how do we get these people back in the doors? 
And then you have all of what's happening in the world with people getting canceled with, you know, pastors are afraid to say anything because they're afraid they're going to get canceled. Do, do you think COVID, uh, do you think COVID has been a culprit of this? I mean, I know that you Absolutely. said numbers are one driver. What are some of those other drivers? I'm sure COVID is one. COVID is one, but this is what I want to say to all of our listeners. You can use COVID as a whipping boy only this much. Hmm. That's good. <laughs> Soon we've got to get beyond <laughs> what COVID did. Now, COVID did crazy damage. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. COVID hurt on deep levels that none of us were prepared for. I know that. Mm -hmm. So taking nothing away from it. But there's no way you can continue going into 2023 talking about 2020 yep. and 2021. That's right. You know, sooner or later, we've got to get beyond that mm -hmm. and say to ourselves, okay, it happened. We heard, we learned. Yep. And what does the future hold for us and lean into that? Otherwise, we will be retrospective leaders, not futuring leaders. Yep. You know, you know, it's like this. So I talk to pastors, Dr. Chastain, from time to time, and I'll say to them, I say, so what's your, what's your, what are you, how many people you have Sunday now? And they all start with the same answer. Well, back in 2019. <laughs> Let me give you know, my first like number. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like this. It's like this. If I say to you, how much do you weigh? <laughs> I'll tell you how, how much, much I used weigh? to weigh. <laughs> yeah, I used to weigh. You know what, what? So, okay. So we all need baselines. I understand that I'm a church consultant. So mm -hmm. I know we all need baselines. I think January 2022 yep. is your baseline. That's your new church. If yeah. You, that's your new number. Yeah. That's your new number. Start from there. Start from there. Mm -hmm. uh, if, if Would you allow me to just read uh, please. a few sentences from my, please, from please. my book? Yeah. Put it up there so we can see it. Just let us see a good, a good shot of it because I don't have a picture of it. Okay, that's a great cover. I love that. Yeah. So it's it's I'm reading from the last two pages of the of the book, page one fifty seven. Okay. And the subtitle is always a line. Hmm. As I mentioned, I love to watch shows about nature preserves in Africa, and I'm always fascinated by the behavior of lions. They're not called the king of the beast for nothing. Hmm. The eye of every gazelle, every chimp, every wildebeest, every warthog, every buffalo, every elephant, mm. every bird are on them. Wow. Where are they? What are they doing? What havoc will they create next? Mm. I believe this is the nature of true leadership. Mm. Yes, I know that this metaphor has limitations. I'm not advocating that you become ferocious predators. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. But I am certainly pushing you to be bold and assertive, mm. to make waves, to create chaos in ways that are supportive, productive, meaningful, kind, mm. and honoring to God. Don't drift into being a house cat. Mm. If you think you are one, put your infusion of lion DNA and roar again. I love that. I love that. And I love that you qualified that. You quantified, you qualified and quantified this, this idea of healthy. You know, you, you're not going to go crazy. We don't mean chaos no. as be a, a tyrant. And you're, you know, going crazy over people. You're doing it in a godly way. You're doing it in a kind way. You're being a good leader, but you're creating chaos. Because you're right. Change creates chaos. It, it just does. Yeah. 
I mean, uh, so every, every every leader listening to me right now, you go into a new business, you walk into an airport TSA line, you you go into a church service, mm-hmm. and in, what are you doing immediately? You're rearranging everything. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, if I if I was in charge of TSA at this airport, I would do it this way, I'd do it that way. Yep. You, you walk into a church and say, "Why are they doing that? Why don't they do this?" Yep. I mean. Uh, if if you were allowed to do everything you want to do, you'd be just a chaotic leader. Mm. And that's what you were born to do, but mm. you got to uh, marry that with wisdom, yep. understanding, contextualization. But I want to say to everybody, you were born to be a lion. That's so good. Don't settle to be a house cat. I love that. And I think a lot of times we we settle in because we we get comfortable. So we get everything the way we want it. And then we get comfortable. And we had a, a guy in one of our staff meetings the other day at the church that was a new hire that kind of came in and gave us perspective that we just hadn't seen. He had a, he had a fresh pair of goggles on that we weren't wearing. And so it's always good to surround yourself with people who see things that you don't see that, that cover those blind spots that then cause you to say, oh, my gosh, I need to create some more chaos in this area. I love that. I love that. Well, Dr. Chan, I, I want to be respectful respectful of your time. Um, one, man, I I just want to say thanks for being my friend. You've helped me so much. Times where you've spoke over me um, with your mouth, but other times you've spoke over me with with your words on on pages. And so I know that I'm not the only one that you've encouraged and challenged. So thank you for your your gift to the body of Christ and, uh, and to the, to the world, to the business world. So I love you. I appreciate you. I respect you so much and what you did and what you've done and what you continue to do. So tell us how the, the book, the, what's the best way to get the book? Amazon. I know you have a website. No, 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 what's I, the best way? I got the best deal for people. Okay. Let's hear it. It is samchandbook.com. Okay. Samchandbook.com. Okay. For $19. Okay. You will get the book. You'll get a study guide. You will get five masterclass teaching videos. Man. Uh-huh. That's Just better than listeners. Amazon. Better, oh, 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 yeah. Why, why do you want to give money to people who have no interest in you? Woo, there it is. I love that. Okay. <laughs> Samchanbook.com. That's it. All right. You guys heard it here first. And you have other resources. So talk to pastors about... You know, if you, well, I, I know you're kind yeah. of beginning to hang it up, but do you want to be available? Like, what's the best way a pastor can can get some of your resources? Uh, first of all, they can go to my website, samchan.com. Yep. And from contacts, they can uh, access me. Yep. But I'm most excited about the Samchan Leadership Institute. Yes. And Talk we have put that. the price right on it. Yep. The price is whatever you want to pay. So here's the website. Man. Setyourowntuition.com. Wow. Set your own tuition.com and tell, I'll tell you what you get for that. You'll get 12 of my books. One book a month is a 12 month program. So mm. your entire leadership, your enti- all wow. volunteers, uh, your staff, whoever you have, they can all go through this mm. uh, as a cohort or independently. Wow. So they will get 12 of my books, one book a month. They will get three teaching videos, teaching that book a month. And at the end of the 12 months, they'll get a certificate of completion. And no questions asked. You put your price in the in the blanks and you start the program. Man. So the website is so simple. Set your own tuition.com. Uh, the King's University is, does not have one of those websites. 
(laughs) (laughs) We have not gone that path just yet. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I love your heart with that. I love that. Yeah, that is that as close to free as I can get. But I've also learned if you give stuff away, it does not have the same value. Yep. So you gotta have some buy-in. Yeah, we so right now seventy-eight countries. Wow. Are using this this program. Uh, we have scholarship about $6 million through this program. Wow. And the way we calculate uh, scholarship is it used to retail for $2,000. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you if you pay $1,000, mm-hmm. so $1,000 is what we call scholarship. Yep. Yep. So counting that right now, we have done $6 million in scholarships. That's great. Uh, so that tells you the volume that is out there. Mm. But yeah. That's as close to free as you can get. Set your own tuition.com. No questions asked. No pushback. Wow. Your email address, the amount, and bam, you're in. Wow. 12 books, 36 videos for whatever you want to pay. Well, to my listeners, if, if anybody cheap shots you, we'll hunt you down. If you, if you do $1, <laughs> the Church Intention podcast is tracking you. We will hunt you down. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> and I love that. Sanchanbooks.com, sanchan.com. And uh, name your own tuition.com. Set your own tuition. Set your own tuition. All right. Uh, Sam, I love you. I appreciate you so much. Thanks for coming on the show today, my friend. Anytime, anytime. Thank you for everything that you do. Thanks for being a strong infusion of encouragement in a time that if there's one thing that uh, leaders need is more encouragement. Amen. And you give heavy doses of that. So I applaud you. And anytime that I can be of service, Sam Chand is here. I appreciate you, man. Thanks for listening today, guys. Thank you for listening to the Church Intention Podcast. For more information, visit churchintention.com. TKU is an accredited university preparing men and women around the world for spirit-empowered ministry leadership. To learn more, visit tku.edu.